Welcome to the Plastic Pleasing Store Podcast. We are your hosts, Trey the Explainer. And me, Miles Grab. A podcast about the natural world. Things that people claim are part of the natural world. And things that used to be. And we're finally back with another Plastic Plesiosaur podcast episode. Trey, where you been, my man? Oh, I, it, it's been a while. It's been uh, quite a long time. It's it's my fault that I've been away for so long. I, I heard you've to... been on a grand adventure. It, it was a, it was a pretty grand one. I have to say, it's the I, I went to another continent. I went to uh, the great country of of Poland. Wow, uh, land of the poles. It, it was yep. it was pretty but, fun. But not I, the poles, though. Not the those are, no, those are different continents. Not no, not the not the north or south poles. Yeah, it's uh, the pole Polish people. Uh, and I did I went there to conduct uh, archaeology, a little field school. Um, You're like legit. You're not just like some YouTuber making stuff up, huh? I know. I can finally call myself an archaeologist because I, I, I this is the first time we're actually worked in the field. Like I've been studying to be one for a while, um, but this was the first time we're actually. May like was excavating stuff and using total stations and mapping and all that. Yeah, I, I'm happy. It, it so was what? Really fun. So what was your quest? Like it was to it was a Polish like medieval era graveyard or something? Yeah. So what we were where we were we were um oh god I'm gonna mess up the name the name's really funny the site it's called uh uh I kept on calling it Gak Gak it's like G A C but C with like a little um apostrophe on the sea or something something like that well gak is of course a cleong dish of uh living worms <laughs> how do you know that is the food all right commander it's delicious pipius claw was excellent i also enjoyed this breguet lung and the roe keg blood pie delicious good then you'll also enjoy this isn't that gah very good. You did some research on our nutritional choice. <laughs> That's amazing. It's 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 uh not it's not a Klingon dish. It's uh it's called getch. Okay. Getch uh or getch. Oh god. There was another one that gotch. No, it's gotch. Oh god. And you're it's digging gotch. up the bones of this place, but you uh don't know how to pronounce it. You're definitely a white archaeologist from the no, West. No, it was. I, I had an excuse. There were two. So there were two sites. There were uh-huh. two sites. One was called. Oh God. One was called Getch. One 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 is called Gotch. Mm-hmm. And they're they're right next to each other. I was originally going to to Getch, and then they changed me and put me in. Gotch. But then you got Gotch. And then I got Gotch. And yeah, the thing you got is, Gotch. gotch yeah. got, the word Gotch is really close to the Polish Polish word for um. It's uh, gotcha, gotcha, uh, which is yeah. which means panties in uh, in Polish. Oh, wow! Is, so I was working at panties, which is great. That's, <laughs> that was that's the name good, of the buddy. Site. <laughs> random, uh, random little thing I learned. Uh, yeah, so gotch is it was a uh, it was like a lost town um, mm-hmm. from the medieval era. You can see it on old maps from like the 1300s and 1400s, and then it disappears. Okay, cool gets depleted and uh it disappears on the maps in like the 1500s and it's kind of a mystery what happened to it like why it disappeared um i think it just kind of got depopulated or something uh, so it like was, you know i grew up in the west so we have all the ghost towns because they were like they were used for you know gold mining and obviously like that kind of went away so then they went gone like i wonder what would be the thing that would drive people to a region for like 100 200 years and then leave it at that time 
Yeah, it, it is really weird. It's it never was like it's a very here's the thing is it's a very unimportant site, which is probably yeah. the, why they gave it to like a some YouTuber, archaeologist, yeah. some YouTuber. Yeah. They probably gave it because like it's uh it never was a major uh like hub or anything of importance. It was like a small village with like probably like I don't know five hundred people more or less uh living in it at probably its peak. Um, maybe more. I don't know. I have to talk to my professor. It was never a major population center, though. Is um, it near water, a river, or a lake? Yeah, or would it have been? The site The site is actually right on a lake, like a small lake. Okay. And you can still see the lake today, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so our site, we were excavating the cemetery of this, of this little uh, medieval village. And the cemetery dates to probably around the mid-1300s, mm-hmm. um, just around the time where the Oh God, it's the second, it was either the second or third black plague outbreak happened. And, uh, there's some speculation that a lot of our skeletons there might've suffered from, from plague or died of a plague, Darn. which is really interesting. Um, Glad we don't were, have to deal with any of those kind of pandemics these days. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those pandemics suck. Those things have <laughs> from the past. Have the past. <laughs> oh yeah. It, we learned a lot about like old, uh, like diseases that people had to deal with in the medieval times and ancient times. It was, it was a rough time to live, man. It, it's it kind of crazy that like one, one moment in history, there's this Scottish fellow who didn't keep his lab very clean mm-hmm. and he noticed a particular mold growing. And because of that, we developed pills that we can now produce for like $5 that could just cure like millions of diseases that killed people in this time period. Like, yeah. Like pen, pen, penicillin would have saved millions and millions of people. Like right. you, you watch some of these movies, like cowboy movies or samurai films, like people get stabbed and they get infected and die. I'm like, dude, like for five dollars, I could have saved that guy's life. It's crazy. <laughs> Even like the the like the dumbest uh, grad student could have like saved those guys. Yeah, from disease. They're just we could do it. Like just rub some hand sanitizer in that thing. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I, it's yeah, it, it's crazy how like because you know we had no idea of the germ theory of disease or that bacteria was mucking about, you know? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It, we learned, and like, it's other things too. Like um, we learned a lot about scurvy and how, how, how much scurvy sucks. How like, so uh, that's a vitamin C deficiency. Right. And then you, right. it, is it an actual disease? It's not a bacteria or virus, right? It's just a condition you get with. Um, yeah. It's a condition you get when you yeah. don't consume enough vitamin C. But the thing is your body needs, your body uses it so quickly. Um, it can't really store vitamin C. So you're constantly in need of it. And like, it'll show up like within like two weeks of you not having your, your wounds stop healing correctly. Right. And like your scars will open back up. Is that correct? Yeah. And you, I think you might get like uh, sores or something on your skin. Uh, it, it was bad. It was bad. And in the medieval era, the only source of it, if you're like a peasant, it's potatoes. It was only potatoes. Mm. So that's why like potato famines are really bad. What we need is a few good taters. What's taters, Brussels? What's taters, huh? Potatoes. Mm. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. You can suck on pine needles to get vitamin C, but I guess they don't have those. Maybe they don't have... You can in North America. I was taught that in the Boy Scouts. I have never looked into this claim, so I was told that when I was nine, and I believe it. Um, we, we talked about that. We talked about pine needles. So I think you're right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, I remember my boy scout leader being like, if you were stuck in the woods and you got no vitamin C suck on these pine needles, I was like, yes, sir, I'll do it. So <laughs> I, I just remembered that. So. Oh, that's great. Dang. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. What the, the interesting thing about the cemetery is that you can tell um, that this is the case with a lot of old cemeteries is that um, we found a lot of dead babies. And yeah. uh, what a great way to uh, what a, uh, a cheer up conversation when I was talking to my well, parents about this. Yeah. So yeah. like we've often talked about like, oh, life expectancy was in the 30s. It's not that human beings were unable to live to like 90 like they are now. It's just that the that children died so much more commonly. Right. You know, the, like, it, infant mortality was just so so high. Like um, it was more that when you so th- those early years, probably around until like when you were especially especially when you were being weaned off uh, breast milk. Um, it, when you got past that, the odds of you surviving long was like you've reached a threshold, and then you live until you're I don't know. There was a skeleton there that was like probably like seventy. Or something yeah. like that. It was very old. Like was you either wizard. see, it was a wizard. It was an old yeah. woman. It was an old woman, and she had no teeth. Women like, can be wizards. Female wizard, which? Yeah. No, oh. they can be a lady wizard, man. Don't, don't, don't block people out. You okay, I will, I will. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing with the cemetery is that there were tons of uh, like deceased uh, children, um, which was pretty depressing, and then a whole bunch of old people. There was like no people in between. It was just old and mm. young, um, and we. But the thing is, we found two twenty-year-olds uh, in there, two twenty-year-old mm. males uh, who looked perfectly healthy, uh, besides being uh, dead. Uh, but the, well, that so, <laughs> in my professional opinion, they were uh, perfectly medically healthy, other than the fact that it's noted here they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Those were the skeletons that we suspect might have had plague. Because mm. the thing is, uh, when you find people that are in, when you're like a young adult, that's when like you're at your healthiest, your strongest. Yeah. And so the odds of you dying are pretty slim. It's either war or uh, disease, which is going to kill you uh, in that case. So that's, they think they might have died of plague because there's no signs of uh, battle wounds or anything. You could have appendicitis and die, man. That's true. There, there, you could have died a whole bunch of ways. And then the, there's a lot of ways that don't show up in the skeleton. Fairy um, magic, all kinds of stuff. You know? Fairy magic. A Bigfoot. At- no, Bigfoot attack would be in there. Um, yeah. So that that was an interesting thing about the the site. So our cemetery, um, it would, we were doing salvage archaeology, which means that you're trying to save the bones from getting destroyed because uh, it, it was in a farming field and... Uh, it was it was being used for farming, and then the person who the farmer who was there like was like, "Oh crap!" I, I just went through an entire medieval cemetery, and he uh, you can see the evidence of this because he had a massive like plow line mm-hmm. that went right through the site, destroyed yeah. a whole bunch of skeletons. It right. sucks. Oh, and then there was another thing. There was a trash pit that was dug into the site where somebody uh, somebody dug a, a hole, dumped their TV and printer in there, and then. Uh, buried it back up uh, and they found hmm. human bones and then they disturbed them and put them back. They're like, Oh crap. I'm going to put oh, this back crap. in here with me. I'm my haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would, you could see a lot of destruction. And then there was another, there was a uh, one more this thing. Is, this is why like, TV sucks now because the, these ghosts from the past were like, what the hell is this? They find the TV. And so they just go through the signal. This should have been the plot <laughs> of ghostbusters three instead of what we got. You know? That would have been great. They, yeah. they uh, use the, TV somebody buried down there to mess with the, the they go through the signals and everything and like make all t- they invent reality TV which you know <laughs> eventually awful. like destroys the minds of people and then leads to one of our worst presidencies when we elect a reality TV star and oh. you know 
Oh, what a nightmare. That's 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 a that is a good film right there. We pitch a lot of movies on this show, and I think that all of them are winners. Like all of them are better than any movie coming out now. Oh, for like. sure. other than the Green Knight. <laughs> that one looks legit. But that's like oh, a Green classic piece good. of literature. So Yeah, I'm excited to see Green Knight. Uh, yeah, it's the one movie that looks like a movie that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there was one last thing in the site where somebody um in the 1800s or 1700s uh, dug a basement into the site and you can see their wooden posts and stuff mm. and uh, all their sort of ceramic jars that were left there. Um, it's funny. You can see just sort of the progression of time, like the medieval cemetery into more modern eras. And they're all just like stacked in top on top of each other. It's really kind of funny. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting thing about doing archeology, span right? It's like you, you get these kind of like, like physical layers or like just break-ins of time and eras, you know, like, of course, mm-hmm. like, like any era is hard to define one from the next, like when it starts or stops. But when you're digging, you just like have like an actual layer of sediment or construction. And it kind of like just gives you those cool spots. So. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool how clear it was in certain areas because we were working in uh, sand and like the dark colored sand was the medieval site. And then like the light colored stuff was the more recent. So you could see mm. it like some you could tell like, like somebody messed this up. Yeah. <laughs> you messed this up and you and we're, we're pissed off when we found the trash pit we got really upset because we're like oh crap because all the bones there are going to be uh pretty useless for data because they're outside the context yeah yeah that's uh, but no no most stuff was intact i got really really lucky so everybody got their own uh skeleton uh and uh me and my trench partner we got like the best skeleton at the site we got Hell yeah we got, we got grade 52, man. 52. Oh, is- number 52. That's a cursed <laughs> number, man. That's- is it a cursed number? No. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Dang. <laughs> uh, we called him, um, we called him like the step warrior or like uh, the con or something like that early mm-hmm. on because his, his skull is the first thing that we saw. Um, and his skull was like massive. It was like really, really strong. And, uh, and it looked like our professor was really mesmerized with it. He was like constantly looking at it and he like collapsed one of the trench walls doing it. Mm-hmm. Like he was like leaning over the trench, you, you dig a trench in and he was leaning over, like being really cool with it. And then like, he broke the trench and like oh, no. all the dirt fell on the thing. And you're like, no, get out of here. He a big dork. Get out of here. Oh, but it, it was a really cool skeleton. It was nice. Uh, he said the skull looked like, didn't look like a medieval person. It looked like a paleolithic person. Like that's how. Wow strong the skull it was really um when when we took it out it it looked nothing like any of the other skeletons at the site um the other skeletons at the site they had sort of uh really broad flat noses and like really round heads and this one had a really long and narrow nose and like a uh, flat head and does this prove that like the 13th warrior thing where like um these East, these like European fighters like met Neanderthals and fought them. Oh, God, I've never heard of that. That sounds that sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't so know there's, if there's, there's some literature themes that are like you know some some myths of monsters or creatures um, come from humans meeting some of the last Neanderthals and them fighting. You know, so huh. that that I, I think there's yeah I could see that be an answer to some, some it's not answer. completely implausible you know yeah. but there's no reason to believe that it's true at this time although yeah. it's awesome so i'm gonna just go with it <laughs> oh that well we were we were jo- we were actually joking about that like what if we found a like medieval era neanderthal skull like that would be like amazing 
That'd yeah, awesome. that's what I'm saying. Like, blow history apart. Well, we the problem is, is we wouldn't get credited in the paper, which would be a shame. Like the professors would take all the credit for it. I would credit like, you, bro. Thank you. We were just hired labor. We were like out there. They're like, you're doing this for the experience and stuff. And we did get experience, but like we were like, oh, if we find something interesting out here, it's going to be a shame. We're not going to yeah. be on the paper. <laughs> um, no, but this skeleton, it was like, I'd say like 90% intact. Um, um, and it was, it was, the skull was huge. The body wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. We suspected it was a, like a giant, like somebody with gigantism at first. Uh, and yeah, no, that, that didn't, that didn't pan out. It was big, but not that big. Uh, okay. So we don't have to let the creationists know. No, we don't have to uh, yeah. let the Nephilim, Nephilimites, whatever <laughs> the people that believe in Nephilim know. So, so what you're telling me is you did find a giant and a Neanderthal and evolution is completely unturned and you're already spinning it. I found a, I found a, uh, like a Precambrian anomalocaris in the sand and like mm-hmm. covered it up, destroyed it because it would ruin yeah. everything. I did find, kind of I did find a fossil coral at the site. Oh, that's um, cool. It was not connected to anything. It was obvious that it had like uh, been disturbed and ended up there like as like trash because it was in the mm. trash pit. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was evidence of like probably the during the Mesozoic when Poland was underwater. It's like fossilized coral. It was really There's crazy. those Eastern African countries that um, built big temples and stuff out of coral because they didn't have good rock or metal or wood. I heard about that. Those are yeah, cool. Pretty cool. No, I, I was I was uh, thinking like you can go the Graham Hancock way and just be like, yeah, it's proof that these like there was this big coral Eastern African civilization and they obviously went into Poland and brought their <laughs> coral building technology there. Did a conquest in Poland that the histories don't record. Oh, that would be cool. I, I want us to eventually do a Graham Hancock episode, but there's just so much there. He's like, it's hard to break down and I don't want to read all his books. So. <laughs> Graham, is he the one that did a 14? Oh, no, that's a different guy. No. So he does. Uh, so oh, he's yeah. basically he believes in this like younger, dry ass um, super civilization that oh. predates known civilizations. And they're like, they're the ones who put Golbe Teke together. And like, that's why we were able to do this while we were hunter gatherers. Oh, it's all like tied into Atlantis, lost civilization stuff. He's he's basically the most popular. Um, he's not an archaeologist, but pe- person who talks about archaeology. He's like the most popular person in America who does. Mm. It, unfortunately, oh, I, I, I've not heard of this guy. Oh, really? That's interesting. I, I've heard of there was like my professor and uh, my genetics professor. He we had a conversation with him and he talked about this book. It was like 14 so it was a book that was like about Chinese discovering the Americas. Yeah, that's a that's a different fellow. He has written many guy. books about the Chinese um, coming to the Americas. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. There's a lot of pseudo archaeology out there. They have it even in Poland. Like uh, my supervisor was talking about, like how like his mom or like his girlfriend's mom or something believes in ancient aliens. They have they have ancient aliens over there. They have the History Channel. Of course they do. It's the most successful thing History Channel's ever made, man. Oh, oh, and like even he was like, "Oh god, I'm sick of it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it it's almost not even fun to make fun of ancient aliens because it's just so bad and going on for so long. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. Monster Quest where we got like 3 seasons of fun stuff, like it's like 19, 22 seasons of ancient aliens. Man. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, it sucks. Cause like, uh, real archeology span isn't as like glamor. Like it doesn't grab the attention as, as much as ancient, like saying like, this is a, like if I, like if I said this site had like a 
giant, giant, uh, giant uh, Nephilim in it or something, giant alien. And it would be really interesting. But you could go make that. a lot of money right now by saying that you've proved parts of the Bible true and that <laughs> your professors hid it from you. You could go work for Answers in Genesis right now. Oh, and you'd be God. rich. Let's just, well, because I have a photo of uh, the skull I was excavating. And I sent yep. you this. And like yeah, yeah. Um, how I took it was like, I think that was my hand. I don't know if it was my hand or not. But there was a hand in like the background. And I took it where it's kind of like foreshortened and it makes it look like the skull's like, like two feet tall. <laughs> and I could like, you could pass that as like a, the creationist thing, send it to somebody and go like big giant skull discovered at my site. A lot of those um, giant skulls that were found are like elephant skulls, right? Like the Cyclops ones. Yeah. They're either elephants, uh, like uh, pygmy elephant skulls and like Crete and stuff, uh, or they're like Photoshop. There's so many really hilarious. Oh, yes. (laughs) I've seen people I knew from high school post those on Facebook. I'm like, bro, (laughs) like, what the fuck, man? There's parts where they don't even like blend the corners. So you can just clearly see like a straight line where somebody took like a PNG or something and tried to slap it in there. I just always think it's crazy. Like, I mean, you think that there, we like found a giant skeleton and this is something that's only known about in some corners of the Internet. I guess it's not a well-known thing that would have been brought up in high school, like basic history. Oh, yes, there were all, like because you learn in history, even if you're not paying attention, there used to be people that weren't quite homo sapiens. Of You know, we there's some history of this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, also, there were 22 bit motherfuckers mucking about like you would have <laughs> been like, oh, wow. You know, like you wouldn't have forgot that people would know this information. Yeah, I I just don't understand the reason to cover it up or something. Like, what do people benefit from it? It's it's funny. Especially trying to hide all this obvious proof of the Christian mythology. Well, and and archaeological sites are not these the secret uh, walled off places like um like mine. Like there was a like cover like we had several like just random Polish. Uh, like I can't I don't know if it can say rednecks but like really country people just walking on our site like one day we were we were excavating and these two elderly uh guy men uh came in and like one was like shirtless he was wearing all he was wearing was like fancy dress pants like you wear to like a wedding and he, had, yeah. like, this, he had like this big <laughs> beer belly and he like walked up and he went like Dobre, which is like a good day and he yeah. just kind of like walked up and was like looking at our site and was like, oh he started talking to Sp- polish to us and we had no idea what he's talking about and, and like that's they just good. that's up. good man i'm glad all that happened need, uh, it was fun it was fun yeah. all you need is one polish fat guy to walk into your site <laughs> and find your giant skeleton and you're screwed yeah, it's, it's not like in the movies <laughs> there's a giant tent over it and there's security clearance and oh, there's no, people there's... with laser guns protecting hey, hey, it it's, it's so like yeah like all these people like a guy with a dog walked up and like was looking at us and trying to talk to us yeah it, it was uh it was pretty fun though there was a lot there was a uh, one skeleton that they think is a vampire burial uh vampire oh, you burial. found a giant nephilim and a vampire what vampire. kind of show are we running here vampire let me see if there's anything else our our giant our quote-unquote giant he was probably like above average height for that time um he was really weird where his spine was like all twisted around um and i think it was something that happened after he was buried like some disturbance happened and then his leg his right leg was twisted like like 180 degrees around it was like flipped entirely backwards it was bizarre so my professional medical opinion is bad 
It, it, it looked really bad. I was confused. Yeah. I was looking for the patella, the kneecap, and I was like, where the heck is the patella? And it was like, oh, God, it's it's underneath everything. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And he had no feet. His feet were gone, and um, except for like one foot was shoved in between his legs. It was very odd. So it's, it's uh, a vampire barrel, which was a real thing. Obviously, vampires aren't real, but people thought they were, and they actually engaged in these practices. So how did you yeah. find it? Yeah, so I didn't see the vampire burial. Okay. Um, the, the, somebody else was working on it, and I think they were working on the same day I was working on my skeleton. So that it was taken out, and I only heard rumors of it afterwards. It was a skeleton that had been dug up a second time. They could tell the bones were kind of disturbed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, dirt dirt or something was shoved in its mouth. Dirt mm-hmm. or, like, a rock or something was forcefully, intentionally put in the mouth. And they think that was, like, a vampire burial. Um, so no stake I, through its heart or the hands tied or anything? No, no nothing okay. like that. It was it was kind of a lame vampire burial. Mm. Uh, Poland's, Poland, it's not really surprising because Poland's like really infamous for vampire burials. Yeah. Um, they're like found all in a whole bunch of cemeteries. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, and I, I found, I kept on volunteering for like the most interesting stuff at the site. So I like, um, there wasn't much. So the thing is, uh, Christian burials are really, really boring. They're like the lamest thing because yeah. they're they're literally just a skeleton in a coffin. That's it, wood coffin. You might have a nail, you might have like a a coin or something, but it's it's pretty lame compared to like what the pagans did. The pagans were knew how to bury somebody, <laughs> uh, and and then they always bury their skeletons facing east, so facing the sunrise. Okay, I, did, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, in the site they were all facing the same way, where their head. Their heads up, and when they come out of the coffin like a like a, a vampire, like Nosferatu, like they rise up, um, they'll be facing the sun. And this was you can tell when an area transitions to Christianity because they start burying that way. Mm. Um, yeah, and then when somebody is not buried that way, it means that they were they were a jerk and they or, or so they weren't well liked, and somebody flipped them over. So when they when uh, Judgment Day happens, they go the wrong way. That w- that's the idea, at least. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Humans are weird. Humans are weird. Yeah, it's weirdos. Cool those burial practices like that. Um, and yeah, the another burial practice was that they would insert a coin if they were wealthy enough in the mouth of somebody. And that's um, pretty. That that dates a long time ago, right? Like they've yeah. been doing. A lot of cultures do that. That might be like something from um, crossing like the River Styx or something like that yeah. for the ferryman. And for I found a coin. I was like the one that found like the most interesting artifact. Oh heck yeah. I found a little silver coin. It was a, it was, it was silver with a whole bunch of copper mixed in because mm-hmm. you could tell it was green. Sure. And when I found it, I got so excited. I was like, <gasps> and I like, <laughs> That's I, so snuck cool. a, I snuck a picture of it real quick, quick. Cause I know um, once you tell them they, they want to bag it immediately. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm going to sneak a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I found uh nails, a couple nails. Do you find um, any rather plain jewelry, like a simple ring? Nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. Well, All that's the good because you don't want to be finding that kind of shit. <laughs> It'll curse me. The coin could have cursed me. <laughs> I was trying to make a Lord of the Rings joke, but it's... it's oh, shoot. That went over my... Shoot. I should know that. It's the ring, isn't it? Bilbo's funny magic ring. You always used to look like that when you talked about it. Bilbo's funny ring? That makes you invisible? Give it to me, Frodo. Give you the ring? For a moment only. Can you see any markings on it? There are none. It's quite a plain ring, really. 
Oh, that that'd be great. I find a a ring in there and I'd like pocket it. So you are an official archaeologist now. I am. I am. You're no longer just a Dino Boy YouTuber. You're you're the man now. I'm, I'm proud the man. of you. I've I've inhaled human bone dust. It it, it it's it's rough. Well, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> we, well, we were working in the lab with the bones. You have to excavate them and take them out. Um, and then you have to work with them and catalog all the sort of uh, features on them. And like bones, I didn't know how much bones like flake off and turn to dust. It's like the worst. Like you'd be in there and like you're just like inhale. You're like, uh, uh, you can like you can taste it on your tongue. You're like, oh my god, I hate this. So that ashes, the ashes, dust, the dust thing. That's not poetry. Not, this is what happens. It's, it's real. It's real. Bones are so delicate. Like um, yeah. if you leave them out in the sun, they're gonna. Uh, you, we had to keep them wet constantly, like spray them with a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. Because they'll dry out and just like uh, crack. They'll turn into like dust. I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't know that. So because they're not fossilized yet, obviously they're not old nah. enough for that. So they're still they're still pretty delicate. Oh, in my poor skull, somebody somebody I don't I'm not, I don't know anybody who it could be, but somebody had taken a trowel and uh, bonked it on the head and left a big divot there. Those it jerks! Sucks. Those jerks hurting hurting my skeleton. Oh, and then we, so we looked at the skull, and so we initially thought it was like going to be like a Mongol or something like that. Yeah, it was obvious that it, it seems like it's not an individual from Poland or from this region of Poland, at least. It's a migration. Mm, uh, that's the theory, and we think it's like from it's a person from Northern Europe because uh, they have mm. a very distinctive the the type of like nose Scandinavian or Scandinavian. So maybe like Viking. That could yeah. be true. It could be possible. I mean, it could be. Yeah, so it was cool. It was a fun one, uh, and Poland's a really beautiful country uh, with a lot going on. Well, it's awesome you got to do that trip, man, and I'm glad that um, you know you got this title now. So that's yeah, pretty cool. You. Yeah, um, I'm not an archaeologist, but I am a published author now. I'm excited to I know. Yeah, congrats, man. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So um, my young adult series called uh, "Puck the Artist and the Myth of Color," which I have co-created um, with Garrett Reichert, who um. He like kind of started the idea of it. He like drew some of the characters and he like had this world where like it was kind of ran by artists and like things would be drawn by artists in different styles and different cultures would have completely different ways of, you know, imagining the world. So it's like water paint or charcoal, etc. Um, and then like he didn't really have a complete story. So he brought me the um, the concept art, a lot of these characters. And I started just like making up a story like how I do. Um mm-hmm. And then we started working on it together, and um, thankfully it's been picked up by Scout Comics, and so it's going to be my first fully published book released um, in North America and Canada next year. So uh, wow. pretty excited about that, you know. So I, you're an archaeologist now, and I'm a published author. So this podcast has stepped up in level of prestige, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's that's really awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. That, that's I, great news. I've been working on that for a while. You know, like I'm pretty low class generally as a person. Um, so to be an author now, I feel like I, I finally have a little confidence behind me. So that's good. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Okay. You. So yes. it's a bit off topic, but yeah, I thought if people listen to the show, they might care about that because it's pretty big news in my personal life. So yeah, um, I agree. Anyways. Okay, Trey, I have a question for you. Yes. Okay. So imagine that you're in the new world, right? Okay. And it's 17th century. Okay. All right. You're in a field that you hope to homestead. Uh-huh. You're in this new country, and there's very few other Europeans within miles of you. Mm-hmm. It's a bright spring day, and you sit down by a creek for some lunch. And then you hear a crash in the sky. 
It's a hollow sound, like like a a distant echoing can a cannon. Oh God! But there are no cannons, and there's no war scheduled or rumor. Who would be fighting? Yeah, you're not in the era of factories and steels. The industrial revolution has not happened yet. But still, there's this spectral artillery, and it's cascading in the sky, and you can't hear anything but that for a few moments. And then it leaves. What did you hear? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, maybe like a thunderstorm or something. I guess I guess I don't. Maybe no, no clouds. It's, it's a bright spring day. There's no clouds in the bright sky. Spring day. I don't know. A meteorite, maybe crashing into Earth. Maybe. Maybe I don't know if I would know what a meteorite was. We'll say you do. You're very learned. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, maybe like a. Well, do I see anything? No, it's you see nothing. Like, there's huh. there's no streak in the sky. Nothing lands. No thunder. The ground doesn't shake. Just this sound in the sky. Oh well, I would I, I would either think it's like a meteor, maybe some type of space object, or I'm going crazy. <laughs> Fair uh. enough. <laughs> so these are called skyquakes. Skyquakes. Yep. Um, sometimes referred to as the Seneca guns. Seneca guns. Um, they've been heard for perhaps centuries and well before the Industrial Revolution. They're most frequently he- heard near uh, large lakes and bodies of water, you know, where most people live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as of yet, there is no unified theory to explain them. What? what is, this is crazy. I looked this up. I'd never known. So, this. what? Yeah. Yeah. So, in 1850, uh, James Fearmer Cooper, who is the guy who wrote The Last of the Mohicans, mm-hmm. he wrote a little thing about it. Um, I think it was called The Lake Gun. The and lake a, gun. yeah, the quote from it is a sound resembling the explosion of heavy piece of artillery. They can be accounted for by none of the known laws of nature. The report is deep, hollow, distant, and imposing. The lake seems to be speaking to the surrounded hills, which seems back to echo of a voice accurate and deep. And so, yeah, this is the, and that's 1850. Um, There was, there's pre scientific myths about these being European myths about these being like the ghostly remains of the Seneca people, you know, the native group that um, lived there for hundreds of years before European Mm -hmm. colonialism. Um, However, we, we don't really know if the Seneca people have a tradition about them, if you Google this, you'll often hear that they do. And that like, this is the sound of their God speaking or the mountain speaking, etc. but it's actually not very well documented. So a lot of cases say that um, they've been hearing them for centuries. Um, but we, you know, because they don't have writing, it's an oral tradition. The oral tradition seems to have changed a lot, how it's been talked about the last hundred years. So I couldn't find great information about that, but there is, a lot of talk that they have been hearing them for hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's kind of up in the air. I, I couldn't come down on if I thought we could reasonably say yes or no on that. But um, um, it's been happening all over the world. They're called different things in different cultures. Um, but in America, they're pretty common around the Appalachian Mountains or Seneca, which is, you know, um, Eastern, Northern Eastern um, America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is like Carol of ghostly sky guns. So there, there's paranormal explanations because, of course, there are that like um, some of these people were hearing the Revolutionary War cannons like from the future, like what? they were in some time loop coming back or they're echoing through some time glitch. You know, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Sounds cool. Um, 
so that there's that. Some people say it's aliens because that's a great explanation for anything. Um, some people have religious things. I mean, so materialists would have hi- hypothesized that maybe it's gas buildups under lakes. And when they yeah, it rupture, seems like it's, it's related to bodies of water based off of all these names. Yeah. My, my problem with that is that's where the people are. Uh-huh. So whenever you're like, oh, the most of the sightings are near these points. I'm like, yeah, that's where everybody is. It's right. like a UFO map, you know? It's like, yeah, those are population centers. <laughs> it's the Bigfoot one where you overlay it and it looks yeah, like yeah. where all the IHOPs are. Where subways are or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like, I'm always a little skeptical of it's it's in po- where population centers are. But anyway, I mean, it could be. It could definitely be that these are gas plumes that, like, erupt from the ground and pop up under lakes and then explode. Could be that. Um, some people have tried to link it to seismic activity, but it does not appear there's a link. Some people have proposed, you know, meteors or other like celestial things like that. No known link. Um, a popular hypothesis for a while, but these were basically some kind of solar flares, like a burp from the sun, right? But there's just no strong evidence of this. Um, yeah. So we don't really know. Now, there has been weird sounds before that we have figured out that people have called skyquakes. Like there's been particular hums. In the mm-hmm. eastern United States, that during COVID, when some plants shut down, we found out where they were coming from. Um, so some more modern ones have those explanations. But if you try to figure out the ones a bit before the Industrial Revolution and stuff, those ones get pretty tricky. Um, right. and they're kind of unknown. There are some people, such as a Skeptoid, actually did an episode about this, the Fantastic um, Skeptical Podcast. Um, and he was very uncertain about, you know how long people have actually been hearing them and if some of that's a bit of ex- over-exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And that could definitely change the scale of the phenomenon. Um, but yeah, it's hard to really know. But at least by 1850, people were saying um, they were hearing these sounds and we don't have explanations for them. So I just thought they were really interesting. And I was wondering what you would like hypothesize in that scenario. So that's why I kind of played little D&D with you there. <laughs> that's great yeah i i don't have much of an answer to this this is yeah i've never heard of this phenomenon before but this it's a cool, cool thing to check out and uh you know one cool thing about science is we don't claim to know all the answers and there's still cool stuff to figure out so yeah yeah that's that's cool apparently it occurs in my state i've never heard of this though wow. yeah maybe you'll hear one one day maybe you'll hear it yeah. the ghost, ghostly guns from the future in the sky <laughs> future world war three gun sounds I, I don't Water know if there'll gun. be guns in World War Three. Oh yeah, that, that's probably true. Yeah, dang, that's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you're Seneca welcome. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> look this up. Wow. Huh. So it's been a while since we've yes. done this, but I think it's time to finally get into another monster quest. <laughs> <laughs> Witnesses around the world report seeing monsters. Are they real or imaginary? Science searches for answers. On Monster Quest. Okay, so we are on season one, episode eight, Gigantic Killer Fish. Um, (laughs) Yes, this is a 45-minute episode, and um, I think the little blurb says, from the Amazon to the Arctic Circle, Monster Quest is on the hunt for monstrous freshwater fish as big as a boat and large enough to swallow children whole. Wait, wait, um, wait. The Amazon to the Arctic Circle? They didn't go to the Amazon this They episode. did not. That's that's some that's false advertising right there. It's not honest advertising. <laughs> like, I guess huh. technically... No, no, it's not even technically. <laughs> it's okay. 
<laughs> so so what's the setup for this episode trey what what are, what are we out and about trying to find yes the setup is that uh fish fish they're not even unknown fish i guess known fish are are um they said that how they started out the first thing they're like fish are getting bigger or something and more aggressive and they're going to eat people and there's they focus mainly on two species they get the the goliath grouper in florida and then they get uh, what is it the musky in uh minnesota and they're saying that these two fish are getting bigger grown to monstrous sizes lurking under the water are mysterious beasts stalking swimmers a disturbing trend is spreading fish are growing to monstrous sizes i believe is, is what they says that, that is exactly what they <laughs> yeah. said and i as soon as i heard that i wanted to write it down i said no Fish are not growing to monster sizes. Okay, so that's, so that yeah, that's one of the main claims, right? One of the claims is that um something in the environment or magic, it can always be magic if you're magic. <laughs> is causing fish to increase in size. Now, of course, there's two major spheres of fish in this yeah. world. We got freshwater and ocean fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just, <laughs> ocean fish is the scientific term, but Marine, it works. Yeah. I'm using it. Um, <laughs> all the marine biologists can get on on board with ocean fish as a term for now on. Um, <laughs> so are ocean fish getting larger? Trey? No, no. <laughs> the answer is no. It's okay. the, the reverse has been happening for that. And, and do we know why or how do we know that? Yeah, so we so this has been something that I had to learn this for um, my Jaws video. I did a video on Jaws. And like, you do love Jaws. I like Jaws. I like sharks. You're a Jaws, Jaws head. I'm a Jaws. I'm a Jaws head. I did watch. I I have watched all the movies, which is, which is something I, I'm not really proud to say. <laughs> They're not great. I think uh, I've seen the first three. I remember Jaws two, and then Jaws 3D was pretty bad. I don't think I watched the fourth one because like it's called like Revenge or something, and I was like, a shark don't care. Oh my god! I read I read the book for Jaws: Revenge. Oh my god! And it was so bad. It was so the the shark has like intelligence and is hunting intentionally. It's it's yeah. out for revenge. It's like the son of Jaws, a grandson. Jaws made you afraid to go in the water. Jaws two made you afraid to go back in the water. Jaws 3D was a new dimension in terror. In Jaws 4 The Revenge, it was personal. Then it was just business. Then pure pleasure. Cyber Jaws made you afraid to log on. And Robo Jaws made you afraid of robotic sharks. Then Chief Brody's grandson assembled a super team of shark hunters. Jaws 10, it was man versus shark versus all the terrors of the deep. Outer space, then a prequel, and a sequel to the prequel. And then a new era in terror began. Jaws started a family. Battled a Russian shark named Ivan Sharkovsky. Took a bite out of the Big Apple and learned about love from a mysterious stranger. Jaws 18 Origins, the mind-blowing reboot. Now, the oceans are disappearing, and to save their home, the sharks must attack. Jaws 19. This time, it's really, really personal. Coming soon. I think one day we got to do commentary track to these movies. 
and the book's even weirder where it has like voodoo magic and stuff in it oh yeah of course <laughs> anyways I, i'm getting off track that's a trope um, basically right voodoo shark oh there is a voodoo shark i forgot that's an actual no oh no okay we can't talk about it, it is shark week but we can't talk about this now we have to continue we'll on. save it we'll save yeah. it um anyways i had to learn this for the video and like um yeah on on average across the world um and i think both fresh and salt water on average fish are shrinking globally they're on average getting slow it's like smaller yeah um, this is like salmon this is uh swordfish uh sharks like i i know like hammerheads are getting smaller bull sharks uh great is this because of acidification or just because of water temperatures oxygen levels I asked an expert about this, like a, a shark expert, and um, they said it's more that the species, um, they're not living long enough. Mm. Um, so like a, a fish, they especially sharks, I think they keep on growing the longer they live. Um, so we're eating them before they uh, they get old enough, or we're killing them oh, before they can get older. Um, so overfishing, and then they're, we're kind of depleting their, their stocks and stuff, like or they get tangled in lines and stuff, so they die before they can grow big. Um, so can see, we conceivably, we could have big fish come back. It's just that we're, we're eating them all before they, when they're young. And so what we see now, they're just, they're dying. They're dying too young to be giant. So I mostly um, know about freshwater fish cause I'm an angler, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, like the largemouth bass record, like it was set a long time ago in the Americas and like, it wasn't broken till pretty recently in like a Japanese fish farm, which I think is a little suspect for a record. Because <laughs> I mean, it's like a lake they specifically designed to grow the bash big. You know, it's a little bit cheating. Yeah. Um, but whatever. It counts technically. But I mean, like you don't see that record being pressured that much. You know, like it seems to me like the real big ones were a while ago or like alligator gars don't seem as big as they used to be. Right. So, yeah. I, I, mean, I visited the moon lake, which is where the largest alligator gar on record was mm-hmm. caught. And yeah, they, they don't get that big anymore. That was ginormous. That was and big. alligator gars, if you're not familiar, are not alligators, um, but they are a long fish, like a very old um, family of fish that uh, not many types of the species exist anymore. They have like this long kind of mouthy thing. They look scary. They almost yeah. look like half fish snake, one third alligator. Kind of yeah, thing. They're, they're crazy looking. Yeah, I like them. They're really cool. So, but the main claim of this episode that fish are getting larger is not a claim that we could substantiate. No, and no, we no, think in is, fact it's the inverse. I've heard. I've heard the inverse of of this this claim that um, I think the species are recovering. Like I think the '90s were like the the roughest time for mm-hmm. saltwater fish, like yeah. for marine fish um, and sharks. Um, and maybe maybe they're recovering since then. But as far as I know. Uh, since like the 2010, like 2000, around 2010s, they were, they were shrinking last time scientists checked. Mm. So uh, the but, first, um, large kind of fish that we go in search of on Monster Crest is the, the gooba fish. The gooba, the gooba fish. <laughs> it's a grouper. It's, it's a grouper, but I mean, you know, come on. It's, they're, they're, oh, so, you, did you intentionally put gooper fish in the, in the, uh, uh, notes because I, I may I have it. i may have it's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh gooberfish yeah i feel bad because i think we already made a gooberfish joke in this podcast but you know what i've watched I... phantom menace a lot and it's gonna keep coming okay gooberfish is great oh gooberfish why were you banished jojo yeah i love them they they have like the long tongue <laughs> oh yeah so i don't i can never pronounce the uh, scientific classifications right but this these are in the family of uh 
Serenadia, Serenata, or whatever. Basically, they're sea bass. You know, these are the the ray fin fish family that have the big fin on top. So they're not that distinct from just like a a largemouth bass. You know, similar kind of um, evolutionary design, but they're really giant. Like, they're huge, like, huge. Yeah, they accurately in this talk about their size. So they say they can be about eight feet and eight hundred pounds, and that's true. Yeah, um, they're, fat, they're fat boys. Yeah, they mentioned this in two thousand five, and it, it's still the case today that they're they can be really big. So they're not exaggerating that these are pretty much a monster fish. I think that's that's a true thing. The show actually said. <laughs> um, yeah, some cool things about them is that uh, they eat a lot, as you might suspect, and um, <laughs> they even eat sharks. Now, yeah. not, you know, like giant gray whites, obviously. Right. But um, like we have videos as early as early as 2019 or as late as 2019 from Noah of a bunch of sharks. And they're like eating a um, swordfish that has, you know, uh, fallen to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you see a grouper and he like comes in. He actually just snags one of these sharks, like these four to six foot sharks. And he just eats them. So like go watch this right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like they're they're cool. Like. You know, like a lot of times we look for Bigfoot or other bullshit, right? But like, I mean, this is a real fish that is pretty gigantic and pretty fascinating and has a monstrous size, you could say. So it's a real animal we're looking for that really does, you know, monstrous stuff, I guess. Eat sharks. You know, that's a good headline. (laughs) Shark eating sea bass, basically. Um, Now, there is evidence of them actually attacking people. You know, I, I, I... attacking is kind of a loaded term but like there is a video of a diver and he's down there hanging out with some of these dudes and one of them bites his head <laughs> it gets his whole head in his mouth I should which, have laughed. Was, he, was he okay Did he, he was fine he was fine oh. he laughed about it he was having a great time um but so this gives credence because in this monster quest episode um we go and talk to some people who have had this happen to them for yeah. example um Bob Charles in in Florida is one of the people we go talk to. He says, well, he was diving. He was, quote, sized up by one of these giant fish. And it turned at him, gave him a mean look and and bit his head, you know, and and like, you know, I think it's a pretty believable story because we have evidence of it happening. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're you're spearfishing and stuff, which I think it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, they, They want they want those tiny fish that you're catching. Sure. Um, and so like, you know, the fish obviously didn't eat him. You know, I don't think he probably found him tasty or would appreciate the resistance back. You know, sometimes animals like this bite to see what's going on more than just a kill. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my experience, I'm not an expert on the grouper fish. Oh, grouper fish. Why were you banished, Jojo? But yeah, so, you know, believable stories. Um, they, then they talked to a fish expert, uh, Mike Phelan, who calls him an apex predator. And uh, he, he, they hire him to go check out. And he says that the population has exploded from 2005. Um, yeah. So that's that's good that there's a lot of them, I think. Right. Yeah, um, I, I don't doubt that. Yeah. And some people are, I know, are training them to eat lionfish, which are invasive. Oh, thank goodness. So that's pretty fish. cool. So they'll like <laughs> go and spear lionfish and then try to dangle them out in front of them. Like, look, man, eat this. So <laughs> will they get will, do, is it will they get hurt by the spines and stuff? I don't believe so because like I know a lot about bass and these are in the same like family but they're not bass but bass themselves like they don't feel a lot from their jaws 
you know, their mouth section. It's like a bony cartilage thing that doesn't have like nerves. You just like munch and crush down. So I imagine they can just eat those things. No problem. Huh? Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good that they're trying to kill those lionfish. Yeah, so that's pretty cool because that's like a, a natural ecosystem solution to a ecosystem problem that we cause unnaturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people don't know about that. Basically, like lionfish are really cool looking, so a lot of people want them for aquariums, but then they get in areas they're not supposed to be and they just don't have a lot of natural predators. Mm-hmm. And they kill all the little dudes and, and baby fish and stuff and mess up ecosystems. Yeah. Like like sea rats, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Dang. So groupers are cool. I like groupers. Yeah. Um, so they have this part where they have Jordan Klein, who was a kid who was bitten by a grouper when he was age 12. Um, now he's a big old adult man. And they send him out with the Monster Quest cameras. I don't know why they send him out, but they choose uh, this kid. Yeah, I don't know of all people. he He's the one they, they choose, but uh, okay. He's okay. out for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Jaws. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> monster movie where instead of a giant shark it's a giant grouper yeah i'll watch it <laughs> um i mean they already get big right they're eight freaking feet i say i say like car sized yeah uh, well a highly motivated grouper could definitely kill a human being like it's not outlandish <laughs> it's, it's huge um so they send jordan with some scuba gear and he goes under the water and they see one and he tries to catch it which I think is funny. Like he could possibly like, I think I wrote the notes like a slow moving ape loses a face a uh, race against a fish. <laughs> I was like, man, you're not going to catch the thing. Um, and then they have these great ADR lines. Oh, I hated that so much. They're so cringy. <laughs> so ADR is basically like if you record something after the fact, right? So like if you do a scene and like a bit of dialogue you wanted, wasn't recorded well in the scene or wasn't there, you like recorded over it and put it in an editing. Yeah. Um, so it that, over. Yeah. So they have the, them down there and they like meet a moray ill, right? And he comes out and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and they have these lines like, you never know what's going to be hanging out down here. And they then, try like, to make it sound cool. It doesn't yeah. sound cool. It sounds like lame. <laughs> and they're like, oh, look at this thing. It's a monster. And they like cut away for the commercial and you're like, oh my God. They, <laughs> they make it seem like they're like, you know, like life aquatic. Down there looking they for sea monsters like, and stuff. Like Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. oh, whoa, watch out, watch out there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, they yeah. also mentioned when they're showing some videos of old groupers people caught in like the last hundred years or so, they mentioned that a newspaper article that says one was 1,500 pounds. Yeah. Which is almost double the known recorded size. So I'm going to throw up a, a doubt gif there in response <laughs> to that. Press yeah. X to doubt. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And they I mean, kept on showing um when they showed the pictures, the pictures were really zoomed in for some yeah. reason. You notice that? Where it was Well, I don't think it's for some of... reason. I think it's for a deliberate <laughs> <laughs> way to misrepresent the information reason. That's yeah, an old fishing trick, dude. You, when you catch a fish, you always like hold it up to the camera to make it look I've like you're notice that. That's so annoying. You hold yeah. it out. You hold it out and use the sort of foreshortening. Yeah, we all do that, man. It's called lion. It's a it's a great tactic <laughs> evolutionarily. I did that with my skull. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking accident. about. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they go for the grouper, and there's not really a great conclusion to the grouper story. No. I don't think. Nothing happens. Basically, they're like, yo, groupers are big. Sometimes they mess about. We went to check on them. They're doing okay. <laughs> so that was that was fine. 
It was a fine little piece. I think I remember reading the comments of this and somebody was like complaining. They're like, Jeremy Wade from River Monsters would have caught that grouper on like you (laughs) cowards. Oh, that's awesome. I love that there's like reality show fandoms (laughs) and they're fighting. (laughs) Well, I guess I would normally do like um, um, set off search or pay off or whatever, but this one doesn't really have that structure. So I guess... Well, it's basically in three parts. There's like three little stories. Yeah. Um, so the next part, we go looking for muskies. Muskies. Yay. Muskie, another real fish. So, you know, we got real fish. Not, no Bigfoot, no Flatwood monster. Just a, a real guy. Uh, this guy's in a different genus, um, different family than the other fish. He's not, you know, uh, doesn't look like a sea bass or anything. These these ones look more like alligator gars with the, the elongated body. You got three fins at the bottom, one fin at the way back, and then your normal fishtail. Mm-hmm. So, um, muskies do have really sharp teeth, and they like to bite. Um, they're pretty mean fish, quite honestly. Yeah, you you've caught have you caught a muskie? I have not caught a muskie, no, but uh, I've caught pike and stuff, which are similar. Hmm. Yeah, muskies aren't in where I go fishing normally because I'm in the West Coast. So. Oh, yeah. They're more like central. Yeah, than the Great Lakes area, kind of. So they start the muskie story with a real event that happened to an 11-year-old boy. Uh I believe his name was Mason. Uh, He and his little sister are hanging out in the water, having a good day, and he got bit right upon his ankle, I think, right? Ankle? Yeah, yeah. It was his foot. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And he got one stitch for each year of his life. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. So he got pretty tore up. You know, but he was fine. Like, like they kind of make it seem like oh, he could have been carried in if he was deeper in the water. But I don't know, man. The fish just bit at something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, definitely getting bit by a muskie is not fun and it's bad and don't do it. So that's all fair. <laughs> uh, the world record for a muskie that's ever been caught is uh, 60 and a quarter inches and about 67 pounds. So, you know, pretty big predatory fish. But nothing like the gooba fish, of course. Nothing, not not like enough to swallow a person or, or yeah. anything like that. Like I said, like like I don't. I think a highly motivated muskie would probably not be able to kill a person. Yeah. Unless like they were diving deep down in the water and got bit in the right spot. I think if he like grabbed you, you just punch him in the head. He's a fish. <laughs> like you're an ape. He's a fish. We're we're gonna win the fight, you know. But the Unless the gooba jugular or something like that. Yeah, the gooba fish weighs eight hundred pounds if he's a beastly one, and I don't know, man. <laughs> like if he was really, this is like a grudge match. I think he might take you. <laughs> okay, so so then they they find a um a di- different same lake. I think it made it seem like where the kid got bit, but I'm not sure. They made it seem this way that they found a big jaw. Oh no, this was so I looked this up later. Okay. Uh this was a different lake in a different state. Uh I'll cut me saying that stupid thing then. Oh no, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> uh yeah, no, and it, it was called uh who found it? Ryan Woller. Woller, yep. I'm bad with uh name. Ryan Ryan Roller, uh back in 1998 found a jaw on the, the sort of lake shore. Um and uh, good year 1998. 1998 is a good year. Yeah, a good year, man. And he so that's when the Godzilla movie came out. Oh, Zilla came out. Yeah, that Zilla year. came out that year. He got a Truman Show came out that year. You know, good movie. Dang. Good times. Any any other movies? Any other? Uh, Prince of Egypt came out. Uh, Pokemon movie came out that year. Um, I think the X Files movie came out that year. Some good stuff. 
good yeah, stuff. That's good. So around the era of these cultural events, important cultural events, this man found this jaw. I don't know why I brought this up. I'm sorry. I just like the 90s. <laughs> the, jaw, the jaw was found on the lakeshore. I think uh, I read an article about it, and apparently uh, his dog sniffed it out. Yeah, it makes picked sense. Picked it up. And uh, and it's currently on display in some kind of like lodge or not currently in 2006. This was when the article was written. Um, it's on display in some kind of wilderness lodge somewhere with a like plaque that says possibly largest musky ever, ever found. So they bring something. it to the quote Monster Quest science team. The Monster Quest science team. Which, very scientific sounding name. This is the first time hearing of this. <laughs> I have never heard of their science team. I kind of feel like we are the Monster Quest science team, to be honest with you. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I feel yeah like we're the right. fucking we're the MQST, you know. <laughs> um, so they got them to say it was a monster fish. So good job on the producers there. You know, they're like, hey, guys, can you say the that monster fish. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the size of this sucker. Um, <laughs> I love that clip so much. Yeah, I'll probably play it. Um, <laughs> I think I played it four times in that episode. And then the shape of this sucker. Um, they said it would be a world record size, but they didn't say the size or weight. So uh, yeah, you know. I was kind of curious that they didn't, and they didn't show the. So they reconstructed a model based off of the jaw. Yeah, um, which we do with megalodon and stuff, right? That's a thing. Yeah, it, it's not that ridiculous, but they didn't show the model. They just like they it showed them making it, and they're like, it was really big and possibly world record sized. And then they didn't show us what it looked like, which was really suspicious to me. I was like, what what's up with that? Um, yeah. And I, I, the, oh yeah, you go first. Sorry. They say it's be. They I believe that they, they're said as it's between fifty eight to seventy inches long. You know, so they they didn't they didn't bring that up in the show. I had to look that up in an article. They oh, didn't okay. give actual estimates. Um, that was on the article, and they said it was fifty-eight to seventy inches long, um, which mm. the typical is the typical range is twenty-eight to forty-eight inches. Yeah, world record um, is six and a quarter. So it's really not that ridiculous. It fall, the range it falls within the the um, maximum that we yeah. expect. So it could be a, a pretty above average fish. It's just we it's hard to tell based on the jaw alone. Uh, and it's yeah, I mean. Not, um, I guess it's cool. I mean, I like lakes. It's kind of like a portal into a different world. So it's kind of cool to like imagine the biggest fish that's in there, you know? So yeah. like, I don't know if this is really a quest for a monster, but like they're doing some moderate real science here. Like yeah. this is a materialist, reasonable look at these things with a little extra pizzazz to sell the episode. So yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, no, it, it wasn't too bad. The, the, the musky part was the most interesting one. Cause they went to this, this lake in minnesota and we're like they whipped out all the gadgets literally everything they got they're like yeah. let's throw it in the lake we're so gonna- they go out to a frozen lake and they bring in the tony stark of fishing james lender um he's actually i looked up he's in the minnesota hall of fame for fishing what so, <laughs> yeah he had a fishing show once and he makes like this robot bait fish it bit like so do you know what trolling is yeah yeah, yeah. Tro- trolling or trolling trolling okay so the the term trolling on the internet actually comes from this, not the creature of a troll. Um, but okay. like if you have you have a boat, right? And then you you have a long line, um, some like 20, 30 feet out behind your boat, and you normally like put like they're called like flashers, um, little things that look like a school of fish, and then you you hang from a leader after that school of fish, whatever you want them to bite, your thing with the actual hook on it. And then you just like instead of casting, you just move your boat in a circle. 
So it looks like a bunch of school of fish swimming around and then hopefully a big old trout bites it or whatever. So he kind of sets up a little like mini trolling thing that just goes in a circle. So instead yeah. of like you have to make a big circle, it just makes a little circle. And so he makes all these robot fish stuff to try to like lure in a big muskie in this lake. So it's kind of cool. It's all like I think it's reasonable real fishing stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they bring in this uh, little RVO robot. No, that poor RV. <laughs> they, they they mention four times, I believe, that it costs like twelve hundred uh hundred and twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're they, like they, we it was pretty it looked pretty expensive, especially yeah. for two thousand eight or seven. And they're like, We brought in this expensive fucking robot. You better appreciate <laughs> this episode. <laughs> and that poor thing, that poor sucker gets stuck in the lake and turns off or something yeah so so when you're lake fishing you know you normally build set up a little tent or something then you cut a hole in the ice and then you drop your line down in the ice and so they drop the robot down they got the spinning robot fish lure um they 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 see some walleye and some game fish um they don't find an ultra giant musky monster unfortunately Mm -hmm. um but they do get the robot stuck (laughs) yep so so apparently it like ran out of batteries and so it goes up you know, to the surface, get stuck on the ice. And so then they've got the big auger out there, which is a ice drill pretty much. And they're just drilling through the dude, ice, trying to get that baby out. Thing. You know, we they're like, dude, the whole episode doesn't cost as much to make. We have the safest damn. <laughs> <laughs> they're like this thing. We had it on loan. We need to get it out of here. Oh God. Yeah. And, and- then they, then they cut to the story of this dude, uh, John Jewerson. Mm-hmm. who in the 90s was fishing and he had a muskie in his net and then he got bit by it that's the, yeah that that was so lame that was that was the story yeah it's like, like dude oh. like look i you can't like bass have like spines on their back right <laughs> like like if you catch a bass a lot of times if you're trying to grab it on a net you can get poked with the spines it just happens it's not like the, the bass didn't attack you you had him in a net <laughs> so it, i don't thrashes around i don't really get the story they're like yeah this fish that i had in a net like bit me a bit i mean obviously i heard it has teeth but like i don't know it was a weird inclusion they were they were digging for stories on that they one. were trying it was a little bit of fi- well it was funny it was filler because it was funny how like at the end he's like oh and then i had to go to the hospital and it cost me ten thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars or something like that and it's like oh god this poor dude he was just fishing and then now he's he's horribly in debt <laughs> yeah that's that i mean i just had a kidney stone when you were gone buddy and let me tell you not good. Not cheap. <laughs> no, I don't have healthcare, so not oh, cheap. Oh shit! I, I, in my notes, I wrote the real monster was the U.S. healthcare system. For sure, I had to sell my first appearance of Venom comic to pay for my medical bills. It sucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yep. Don't die or get hurt. Be healthy always. That's what <laughs> I recommend to you. System. So yeah, that's pretty much the episode. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It it kind of petered out and nothing happened. It was. Not much. They didn't find any big find like the the squid one. It was just kind of like they looked for a giant fish and they didn't find it. Yeah. Oh, there's one other part. They go yeah. up a river. Um, they they get another good fisherman. They go up a river and he he catches a little game fish and he hooks it up with uh, uh two sinkers on it and then like kind of just drags it on the bottom and then eventually uh, a big uh, musky bites it. And you get a couple shots of the muskie. He has uh, some video equipment that's using RCA plugs, which is nice to see. That's uh, some 480p video right there. Um, 
the same plugs he used for the regular Nintendo. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that part was fine. I mean, it was just like a fishing show. He's just like catching a real fish that we know is there. I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know, Miles. It was really tense that one part where the engine stopped on that boat. Oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> floating just peacefully don't... in the water, and they're like, yeah. we might die. Like, the, the announcers are like, if they hit an ice chunk, they could die. It's like they're in they're in Minnesota. Yeah. They're not far from civilization, I feel like. So th- this episode gets a 5.4 on uh, IMDb. Oh, really? I, I think for how I've been listening it, I don't know. So I have two minds about it. Yeah. One is they're trying to do some... It's not necessarily science, but they're talking about real naturalism stuff, right? They're going to go find real fish, see what the biggest ones are. It's kind of cool to be like, what are the times they fought people? You know, that's all fine. So, like, it's not like pseudoscience stuff, but it's just not that great of an episode anyway. Yeah. Like, it's not that fun. It was a it was a it was like a bad uh, river monsters episode. Yeah, like I, river monsters where he didn't catch anything. I'm gonna give it a four. I I was thinking four as well. Yeah, okay, we're going, we're giving it fours. Sorry, episode. Sorry, um, I, hey, I'm on a I'm on a fishing website right now, and ooh. it's and it's uh, all these these like dude bro fishermen, and they're all complaining about that uh one uh, like that one thousand five hundred pound grouper claim. Yeah, because that's like, bullshit. That's like, this is bullshit. BS. <laughs> I, I got the little scully eyebrow raised when that happened. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a sea fisherman. You know, I fish in lakes and rivers and stuff, man. But I mean, like, I, I know a fish story when I hear one. <laughs> they're 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 posting pictures of like they're like I caught a 600 pound one, and this is fake. Uh, I, I've never heard of one like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, a lot of fish don't. I mean, dying of old age isn't a real thing, but um, I mean, most fish can live pretty long if they're unmolested, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, like, like trout can live, I think, not up to ten years, normally less than that. Like, salmon don't live very long at all, but I mean, like, catfish live forever, pretty much. Yeah, there, there's fish that can live for hundreds of years out there. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, do I think it's completely impossible? Uh, probably not, but it's pretty close to impossible for it to be. Twice as big as the known, the right. known largest. That's, that's where you raise the eyebrows is when it's like so far above the the max, the 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 largest one we found. It's like uh, then you get so, the extreme. Yeah, claims. so we have a watermark of of eight, right? And if yeah. you're going to tell me in the last like four thousand years, was there one that was a thousand? I'd say yeah, yeah, sure. I don't think that's outlandish. Like you could tell me, sure, one was two hundred more pounds than the largest we've seen in thousands of years. But when you're talking like almost double. You know, and so and we happen to catch it. It's just like, OK, yeah. How'd they even yeah. catch it? <laughs> like, what are you reeling it in on? Like, you have a certain you have a certain pound test when you fish, right? Like your your line is is um ready to brace for a certain amount of weight on it. Like if you're catching a fish that's twice the poundage you suspect, he's going to break your gear. Right. Yeah. I, I'm looking on the Wikipedia, by the way, and apparently there's a gigantic killer fish part two. Oh and, yeah, they, they use the same picture this. of the catfish. They, they they use the same. It says a Goliath grouper, a massive fish that can weigh up to one thousand five hundred pounds. Oh, of course they, <laughs> they do. Those, use the same those exact claim. Bastards. <laughs> the same claim two years later. <laughs> then the 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 image they use for this this catfish is just like this PS two era catfish. He's just like. <laughs> Which is funny because they don't even have a catfish in the episode. No, I feel like something was edited out or something. 
Um, yeah, well, they have know? a killer catfish episode. Oh, maybe they're like, let's just split it into two. Yeah. Huh. In the, in the IMDb on the Did You Know the Connections is Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> just Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. Just Jaws. Maybe, maybe Giant Killer Fish 2 is the catfish one. No, it has the grouper as well. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. Okay. I don't know. Monster well, anyways, Quest. that was this episode of Monster Quest. Yeah, not much um, happened. It, it doesn't quite use the normal formula, so we just kind of spitballed this one. Um, but it was fine. It's still fun watching it, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. What do we got coming up next? Let's see. We got Swamp Beast. Swamp Beast is a great one. I remember oh, that one from my it's childhood. It's the skunk ape. Yeah, it's oh, the skunk oh, ape. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll never be free of this guy. <laughs> the skunk ape. Um, and I remember watching this one. It would terrify me as a kid for some reason. That's because he stinks. He stinks. Whoa, whoa. What's this? I'm I'm looking at it uh, on the Skunk Ape Wikipedia page. It says, during the COVID-19 pandemic, several Florida businesses have used the Skunk Ape's reported foul smell, giving incentive to remain at a distance in invasive nature to promote social distancing. What? what? They would Humans use the are inventive. Ape. They use the Skunk Ape as like uh, pro-COVID distance? What? Enforce social distancing. What a weird thing. People are weird. Anyway, uh, and then after People that, people are weird. After that episode is the, I think, the best episode of Monster Quest. I'm going to go out on a limb. And it's Russia's Killer Ape Men. That's the worst one. <laughs> That's the worst one. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to it. Let's not jump the gun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want, if you've been following along with the show, uh, Swamp Beast is the next episode. A uh, friend of the show, Doug Hijack, who's the creator of Monster Quest, um, he's actually going to be releasing Sasquatch Legend Meets Science 2, which is a sequel to the the pivotal documentary about Bigfoot, you know, of course, titled Sasquatch Legends Meets Science, which is one of the shows that helped invent Monster Quest and all these other um, pseudoscience running around the woods looking for nothing shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he apparently has some really new evidence. Uh I offered to be the token skeptic on the show if he wanted one. Um, so I, I believe, yeah, he's gonna. He has some cool new stuff to show about this Sasquatch dude. So we'll probably talk about that. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm whatever. excited, Doug. Uh, maybe he found it. Did he? Do we know that much about what's uh, what he's going to unveil? Uh, I talked to him a little bit, but um, we don't know too much of it. I think he's probably going to talk about the. Uh, we talked about on the show the the fingerprint things the sepum. Oh yeah, I think he's he's really into that. I don't know. I don't find the sepum thing to be that convincing to me at all. But yeah, yeah, just find one, the... bro. Let's go bag him. <laughs> let's 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 just get him. Let's tackle him. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing is, um, we're 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 back making the show now. Sorry about the break, everybody, but uh. Mm. Trey was uh, going and leveling up on his mission, so that was really important for him to do and really awesome, and I'm super glad you got to do that, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I'm happy too. Yeah. So th- thanks for sticking around, everybody that's still watching the show. Sorry about the break, but we'll be putting out new episodes now. So I'm thinking we're going to create a Patreon for the show. Um, what we're going to do is I, I want to encourage a lot of fan input, so we'll probably do some like uh, questions you can have on the show, you know, a little like comment touch on the individual monster quest things we'll have some behind the scenes stuff for example i actually tell a cryptid sighting that i had to doug hijack the creator of monster quest which we cut but i have it saved 
So we'll oh, probably nice. put that as yeah, we'll probably put that as one of the Patreon things. And so we'll do a bunch of extras. And I think Trey and I, when we get time, are probably going to do some commentary tracks on different yeah. like movies, monster movies or weird animal movies, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we'll put all that kind of stuff on the Patreon. I'll start working on that soon um, and I'll let everybody know. But this episode sh- will, should be out Wednesday and we're we're happy to be back and it's fun to be talking to Trey again. So, yeah, me too. I- I'm excited. It's great to be back. Yeah. What videos you got coming out soon, buddy? I have. Uh, so I'm editing a, a reptilian one. It's been it, the audio has been edited, but it's been on the back burner for a while till I got to Poland. And then I have two more. I'm sort of waiting on the artist for one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but, I know that game. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it, I've been waiting for a little while and he needs like I think we both we need to take our time. Um, yeah. So I'm not rushing him, but it's cool. It's like I, I have so many on the back burner that I just want to put them out. I'm like, just get them out. But I just don't have enough time. Um, and then, what's the other one? There's the reptilian one. Uh, one on the like, Native American archaeology, like pre-contact, which will be cool. Then uh, maybe a dinosaur one. I don't know. It's been so long since I've done dinosaur stuff. Maybe I should throw people a bone. I do refer to you as Dino Boy, so you do need to make some dinosaur <laughs> The, the fans are getting rowdy. They're going to riot soon. Yeah. Any dinosaur. Uh, yeah, so I just have a whole bunch of ideas. The, oh, my God. The last video I made was the Among Us one. That was... Oh, my God. 78 days ago. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, and uh, I've been working on uh, Puck the Artist, which is my upcoming comic. I've been shipping out... Um, you know, I got the trade for After the Gold Rush, which is like my atheist, skeptic, sciencey comic. And uh, I'm working on Do Dog-Headed Men Have Souls, which is my newest book that will be coming out, which is set in the time period where Trey was excavating in the 13th century. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming down, and it was good to be on the show again. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. I'm going to go eat my Subway that my friend got me. And, uh, Trey, you're going to mess with your weird dinosaur heads or whatever you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, I've been transporting those dinosaur heads. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's another video I'm playing on. Well, there you go. So we got a bunch more stuff coming, and we'll get a Patreon set up pretty soon, as soon as I get back from my little trip in California. And thanks for listening to the Plastic Pleasy Sore Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Said.